When we look in the mirror and we see the parts of our body we don't like that have accumulated fat, stop villainizing that. Your body was so well designed that it decided to not put that fat around your liver, around your heart, your lungs, your organs, because it knows that it would shorten your survival. So, some, right? Something as simple as fat, we have to rebrand that and realize the body was doing the most was doing the perfect thing and was reacting to the situation it was given when an influx of toxins, glucose, thoughts, negative thoughts poured into it. Hi, Dr. Axe here. Listen, if you want to take your health to the next level, you need to start getting more superfoods in your diet. And one of my favorite superfoods is grass-fed beef. You know, grass-fed beef is loaded with nutrients like iron and magnesium. It also is high in protein and healthy fats. And this is why I am a huge fan of Paleo Valley beef sticks, which are made from 100% grass-fed, grass-finished beef infused with organic spices. And as a bonus, they're naturally fermented. They're clean. They're a high-quality food, very high in protein, which is great for your health and well-being. It's made from locally sourced farmers right here in the USA who prioritize the well-being of their animals and the land they graze on. It's a win-win for your body and for the environment. Head over to paleovalley.com slash the health institute to receive 15% off your first order today. I can't wait for you to take your health to the next level with Paleo Valley's grass-fed beef sticks. Welcome back to the Ancient Health Podcast, where we educate you on real health solutions that will help transform the way you live, feel, and overcome disease naturally. I'm your host, Courtney Versage, along with Dr. Josh Axe and Dr. Chris Motley. We're so happy you've joined us. Let's dive into today's episode. Hey friends, Dr. Motley here with the Ancient Health Podcast. And today we have a special guest. We have Dr. Mindy Pels from Northern California, and she is known for a great book fast like a girl, but she's also known in her Instagram feed and social media about how to reset, about fasting, and about a subject that I really love to talk about, but don't claim I know a lot about, but autophagy. I like talking about these types of uh, mechanisms that heal individuals. And so I'm going to let Dr. Mindy talk to us about what this is all about. And we're going to get some insight about women's health because she's an expert in that field. She's been in practice for almost 25 or 30 years almost. And so we want to make sure that we can talk about hormone balance because I know that everybody out there that's listening is like, how can fasting, how can autophagy, how can this help my cycles? How can this help even men as well? So Dr. Minnie, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, I'm super excited to be here. Thank you for having me. I'm looking here. I'm just telling you, your accolades, like I look at them, are super good. Like I, I is that a word to use? Super good. But um, first of all, when we start this, I don't know how Courtney, me and Courtney, um, our co-host here, and Courtney sends her best, and Thank she you. says she literally comes. She goes, I can't be on there, but please tell Doc that I'm very, very adamant. I wish I could be there, but she couldn't be here today. Mm, thank you. First of all, tell us a little bit about yourself. We have some great, you know, intros, but we like to hear about you and why you got into this and just, you know, a quick intro about what you're doing and why you love doing it. Yeah, it's it's a really it's a really complicated answer. Uh, but <laughs> let me just see if I could give you the simple version. I, you know, I started off as a chiropractor and in Silicon Valley and was really working on structural work and lifestyle tools for patients. And I realized really quickly two things. 
One, that the women were the ones that made the family decisions in the household. So if I was going to make some kind of impact on health, it was, it was the women that were actually making that decision. So I started teaching women how to build an incredible lifestyle for their family to keep their kids healthy, their spouses healthy. And so that was part of my early journey. And then I realized really quickly as well when something, I mean, it's hard to wrap our head around this, but when I first started practice, glyphosate wasn't really introduced into our environment yet. Not that Mm -hmm. I'm like that old, but what ended up happening is once glyphosate came in, once we had more fake ingredients in our food, once the food industry really started to ramp up the toxic Mm -hmm. component, I started having to really dive into new techniques, detox, nutrition, fasting. And then ultimately, we really built out a beautiful biohacking center here in Silicon Valley prior to Mm -hmm. the pandemic. So I've just been in the trenches. I really feel like I've been listening to families and women specifically trying to understand how we can stay healthy in this modern world. When you have to deal with the problems that come up from toxicities in our environment, and be in the journey of health with the individual, there's something special about it. But it is very tough for the practitioner. The practitioner has to start to learn more and more. And I think that when you find a breath of fresh air with a doctor that's actually saying, okay, these toxins, like from your book and from your your social media, your, your writings are saying like these toxicities can actually influence and harm the hormonal balance of ladies and, and men as well. When you started the biohacking um, and you started doing like, we're talking about infrared, we're talking about glyphosates. What is probably one of the biggest influences, I would say detriments, like in our culture, we said glyphosates. But when you started to see this shift, what was like the years past? Like you started seeing it 25 years ago or what was it? How, what was the time frame when you started seeing a big shift? And was it like glyphosates or do you think there was a specific thing that really shifted the whole pattern? Oh, it, that's, such a, that's such a great question. I would say when I first was in practice, so that was 1996, it was around Mm -hmm. that time Mm -hmm. that I first launched into practice, people would only come in with one symptom. They didn't come in with 10 symptoms Mm -hmm. and you would actually give them whatever treatment you gave them and they would heal like fast. Mm -hmm. And then somewhere like 10 years in, they started coming in with multiple symptoms And they started, the healing process started to slow down. And when I was first in practice, what was really interesting is a lot of the people would take my information and they would say, oh my gosh, okay, let me, I think I need to go bounce this off my medical doctor. Mm -hmm. Well, about 10 years into practice, they had multiple symptoms. They weren't healing as quickly. And they're, the way they spoke to us, and you may have noticed this as well in your practice, mm-hmm. is they were like, whatever you do, don't send me back. I can't go back to my doctor. They are not listening to me. Mm-hmm. And so what happened in that 10 years was, a, was a, a confluence of a lot of things. Glyphosate had been now put into the environment. So, uh, you know, we know a lot more about the, what glyphosate was doing for leaky gut situations. We started seeing this list of gross foods generally recognized as safe. The FDA was approving foods that could fall into this unique category that didn't have mm. to have massive amounts of studies on them. So they just dumped all these toxic food ingredients into that. And we also saw the emergence of social media. And so I 
feel like what happened to the nervous system of humans is it just got more physical, emotional, and chemical stress and it stopped healing. So I, wow. I can't say it was one thing. It's yeah. we are currently in an evolutionary mismatch uh, with our modern world and women are suffering the most because hormones are so impacted by all those influences that I just mentioned. Wow. And it's, it is alarming though, isn't it? That when you have the amount of hormonal balance that could be affected by the emotions yeah. and by the stress, could you touch on that? Because I mean, it's a very broad subject, but you said like social media, yeah. you're hearing all this stressful information. You have to keep up with everybody and you're yeah. trying to make sure that everybody's okay. And how does that affect like the toxicity within and the hormones within a, a woman? What does that do to yeah. that, to the person? So here's an interesting thought. The human body, both men and women have one, has one major focus and that's survival. So in both men and women, your body will do whatever it can to stay alive. Gaining weight is a perfect example of this. And this is a big thing I'm trying to get out into the world. When we look in the mirror and we see the parts of our body we don't like that have accumulated fat, stop villainizing that. Your body was so well designed that it decided to not put that fat around your liver, around your heart, your lungs, your organs, because it knows that it would shorten your survival. So, some, right, something as simple as fat, we have to rebrand that and realize the body was doing the most, was doing the perfect thing and was reacting to the situation it was given when an influx of toxins, glucose, thoughts, negative thoughts poured into it. Mm. But the female body has a second priority and that's reproduction. So after survival, the female body is always going to make sure that it can reproduce. Whether you want to reproduce or not, that is its, its second goal. Mm. And so with this part of our system, what it's always doing is it's looking around for safety. So wow. that is the number one focus of the reproductive cycle of women is safety. And right now, the female body doesn't feel safe. And so the job of each individual woman is to bring that safety back. So with safety, doc, this is like a little side note. Okay. Sometimes when we see patients in the office, you know, when we approach a, a person who comes in and she says, you know, doc, whenever I have a cycle, my chin will break out or my cheeks will break out. And they ask me like, why would that happen? during my cycle? And this I'm asking because like with safety being the biggest thing, it's like their bodies are kind of choosing, right? Like they may be able to adapt their liver or in their livers trying to cleanse these infections. And then when hormone time comes, it's like, no, I'm going to make an egg. I'm going to balance my hormones and the infections can be a little more rampant. It like, is that, and so that's why like things can come up like even more during cycle time. Yeah. So, so, so a rebrand of the menstrual cycle we need to actually bring back and highlight and talk about is that it's a shedding of what no longer serves you. So it is a physical manifestation of the body's ability to detox and get rid of not just the toxic estrogens that are in you and the all the other toxins. I mean, we have so many estrogen mimickers out there in the world, um, but we have, you know, again, we're back at glyphosate and plastics and heavy metals and all of that. Your body's shedding that. It's getting rid of that. So mm -hmm. if it's coming out your skin, 
what my brain goes to is how can you assist all of your detox pathways so that your cycle isn't the only thing that is shedding this. So when detox pathways get congested, the body starts to use it, the skin as an exit point. So mm. what that tells me is if you're breaking out during your actual menstrual cycle, you may have some a, a congested gut, your liver, your common bile duct might be stagnant, the lymph, you know, even in your neck, this is where structural work of chiropractic can be amazing. Like what are all the lymph nodes coming out of your, your brain? Are you getting enough sleep? Are you sweating? Are you getting circulation? Like we need to look at all the detox pathways because the menstrual cycle is a detox. And if it's coming out your skin, it means it's not being able to completely get it out through the shedding of your uterine lining. That's, that's an amazing point, doc. And we're going to touch on that because I sometimes like, you know, we, I do a lot of Chinese herbs and sometimes individuals and ladies will come in and you give them a certain type of herb that actually is supposed to help detoxify and they'll, they'll, th they'll shed many clots. And they realize they like, yeah. I can't believe I shed that many clots that I shed that out of my body with Maybe. this in your five steps approach or in the book too. Like when you're talking about the body choosing uh, a certain route to detoxify, what are some of the first steps? Like, okay. So, you know, people out there listening and like, okay, I know I have these issues. I have toxicity. I have this are there certain first simple steps that you go, well, they're not really simple. I know it's the body's complex, but doc, yeah. what do you think is like one of the first steps or a couple of the first steps that people would want to know? To open up your pathways or just Ab to open yeah. up the pathways? Because I was going to ask you this, like when you, when you do fasting, yeah, that's the thing I'm asking like, do you like to, some people say unclog, but fasting unclogs. I mean, I'm asking like, fasting would unclog or get the body moving first and yeah. then start to detox. What's your, like your pattern? Yeah, it's so interesting because uh, you started off the the this interview talking about autophagy, which yeah. um, ironically was this interesting word that took fire on my YouTube channel. Like, like the first video that went viral for me years ago was one on autophagy, which blows my mind that people were interested in it. Mm -hmm. But when we fast, we stimulate something called autophagy, which is the intelligence inside the cell repairing itself. And in that process, oftentimes that intelligence decides, hey, th this cell is not good. It's going to become a cancerous cell. It's a senescent cell that's going to age quickly. It needs to get out of you. And mm -hmm. so it creates something called apoptosis or cellular death, where it starts to move it out of the system. Mm -hmm. Well, where is it going to put these cells that no longer work for you is into your lymph. So I think when you look at fasting, a really smart place to start with is really opening up your detox pathways and sweating. Sweating is one of the best ways to open up your detox pathways. Movement, we're not moving enough. Like mm -hmm. before we get fancy with any treatment plans or anything, let's start sweating and moving and sleeping because your brain detoxes, your your brain actually shrinks when you sleep and the cerebral spinal fluid goes up and washes all the, the toxins out of it. So the first place to start is with those three. Mm -hmm. And then beyond that, you know, we've got loofahs and dry brushing and castor oil packs and all of that you can start to add on. But we, we can't lose sight as we're doing this self-healing approach of autophagy that these detox pathways are massively important. Oh, yes. Because in the lymph system too, like you were talking about glyphosate and we talk about even the environmental toxins that we're seeing burning of fossil fuels or like, you know, people get heavy metal toxicity, which are very clogging to the lymph yeah. nodes that I've seen in, in my experience, like in the office. 
with that, that clogging congestion of the lymph node, just doing like movement and sweating to promote healing with this, as they start to develop and start to clean these areas out, does there, with the autophagy, when they start this detoxification, doing those first steps, is then a point where they start to say, okay, how is autophagy approached? Like, how is fasting approached? Like, what would it be like? Yeah, I know each person's bio-individual, but would yeah. you say a person should fast this many hours in a day? Or how would you approach that with somebody who had hormonal issues? Yes, but with hormonal issues. Okay, so are we talking men or women or both? Women, women in particular, okay. yeah. So in, the, in Fast Like a Girl, I map out six different length fasts. And those were based off of not only my research and seeing what, what different lengths worked, but also, again, the beauty of my YouTube channel. We have hundreds of thousands of people pour on there every day and, and leave their comments. So we started to see patterns. Mm. And the way I like women to think about these six different length fasts is think of them like a supplement. Like mm -hmm. they are healing. They are therapeutic. They're not a diet. But the beautiful part is that you dip into these different length fasts and your body in, in order to heal has to burn fat. Mm. So all of a sudden now you have this beautiful ability to lose weight and heal at the same time, which I don't know any other tool that's at least free that does that. <laughs> um, so, I mean, exercise might be the closest thing to it. Sleep is, has got some pieces of that too. Mm -hmm. So for women, what I wanted to create in Fast Like a Girl was a template that a woman could look at these six different length fasts and map the appropriate length fast or menstrual cycle. Oh, and wow. if, you're, if you're a woman who has an active menstrual cycle, estrogen, when she's coming in, she loves when you fast. She wants you to keep glucose down. She's very cortisol tolerant. So first half of our cycle, day one, all the way through about day 15, mm -hmm. she's go ahead and fast, lean into some longer fasts. But progesterone doesn't love that. Progesterone actually will go shy when cortisol goes high. Mm. So if you bring cortisol up through some of the longer fasts, you will start to see that you don't have enough progesterone. And we saw this again in watching the patterns on my YouTube channel that all of a sudden women were losing their period as they were starting to fast more and more and more. So we really need to look at when progesterone shows up the week before our period, not a long fast. You shouldn't even be working out crazy long. Like this is a time for rest and recovery and fasting isn't your tool during that time. This is amazing because, you know, the individuals out there, they're going to say like, I need to have something specific for me. And you do map that out in the book. Yeah. So knowing your body, knowing the hormonal changes and shifts not to shift gears too much, but like, let's say, is it similar for men or does, does, I mean, I know that we're following different cycles, yeah. of course, with men, but do they have any similarities at all? No. And this is such a, a valid point and something that all humans need to know. Mm -hmm. So men work off a 24 hour hormonal system mm -hmm. every, they say like every 15 minutes or so you guys get another pulse of testosterone a little mm -hmm. bit stronger in the morning than the afternoon. Um, so there are some patterns that way. But in for the most part, you work off 24 hours. Testosterone gets secreted around the outside the testes and it goes up to the brain and converts into estrogen. So you only have one hormone to look at and really mm. focus on. And when we look at fasting, the research is showing us 1300% increase in, in testosterone. When you guys fast around 15 hours, you can bring it up to 2000% increase in testosterone if you go 24 hours. 
So wow. All the all the giants that came before me, you know, the Jason Fung and the Will Cole wrote a great book and Dave Asprey, they've all written great books on fasting. Mm. Those are great principles for men. But women, we don't operate like that. Mm. We operate mm. off a 28 day, 30 day cycle and our hormones are pulsing in and out in this 28 30 to 30 some for some of us 32 day cycle. Uh-huh. And so we have to fast according to our hormonal profile and estrogen, progesterone and testosterone d- is made around the fecal cell and the fecal cells of our ovaries. Mm. And so our ovaries are doing most of that production. And so we have to change our lifestyle according to the needs of these hormones on a monthly basis. And here's the crazy thing that goes everything from fasting to eating, to working out to your work schedule. Like why is it taken until 2023 for us as women to realize that we work off a monthly cycle, not a daily or a weekly one? Oh, and so that approach, and this is, I'm writing all these down in my head because I got, I love the way you talk about the fluctuations. With that, Doc, as you're recognizing, women are recognizing that this cycle, this length is coming up, is there influences, which I know there are, but let's say a, a lady comes to you and says, hey, um, I, I, I believe I'm in this set, this set schedule, um, but emotionally, like my cortisol levels may be out, uh, out of whack, like, and they're like, okay, I'm a special case, you know, because they're going to come to you and go, I'm a hot mess. That's yep. the one thing is like, I'm a hot mess. What do you say to the ladies out there that do have like, high amounts of emotional stress. I know fasting helps. Do they do anything extra or is it just like, let's do this. It will help heal up a lot of your emotional stresses. Yeah. So in um, both the fast, in both fast, like a girl and the menopause reset, I really highlight something called the um, hormonal hierarchy Mm. and the hormonal hierarchy is, goes like this. Your sex hormones are at the bottom. So estrogen, progesterone, testosterone at the bottom those are greatly influenced by insulin. So PCOS is a great example of this. In PCOS, one component of that is insulin resistance, which in in that insulin resistant state, you're seeing testosterone go out of balance. Mm. So clean up insulin, and now you will clean up those sex hormones. So this is what Fasica Girl was about, was like, how do we help women know how to clean up the insulin system? And fasting is the best tool. It is the best tool. It's, it's actually better than eating. Wow. So learn how to tack on a fasting window along with your eating window so that you can clean that system up to clean those sex hormones up. Mm. But above insulin is cortisol. And whenever cortisol goes high, we're going to become more insulin resistant. This goes back to the this survival and reproductive moment that we talked about earlier on. What we see is that if women are in a constant state of stress, they will stay stuck insulin resistant. And this is, you know, my my cry to all those women that are that are shaming themselves, that are feeling bummed out that they can't lose weight. Mm-hmm. You can't be in a stressed state and lose weight. Because as long as cortisol is high, you're more prone to insulin resistance. Mm -hmm. But if we go to the very top of the hierarchy, oxytocin lives at the hierarchy, at the top. And whenever oxytocin comes in, it will calm down cortisol. And when you calm down cortisol, now you have a better chance of getting insulin sensitive. When you're insulin sensitive, you'll balance your sex hormones. So we have to keep that hierarchy in mind when we map everything out and including our fasting lifestyle. That's amazing. So 
when cortisol's high, oxytocin would mean that if a person loves themselves or experience oxytocin in the sense like self-love, yeah. caring about ourselves, that that actually can help an individual lower their cortisol levels. So yes. practicing self-love, practicing a self-positive image is, is key. That's good. Can I dog. just say one thing on this? Yes, I keep on going, dog. This is great. Um, self-love, when you look at it through that lens, mm-hmm. can be your greatest weight loss tool. Man, see, that is amazing. That like is amazing. we can't, we can't shame ourselves. We can't blame ourselves. We into a state of weight loss, which is what so many women are doing. And the menopausal women are, are doing that through the menopausal journey. There's so much going on in our minds that is not helpful to the female body because of that hierarchy that I just mentioned. Hey guys, Dr. Axe here. If you're wanting to burn more calories, looking to detox from food, drink, and environmental toxins, or looking to ease stress after a long day, then look no further than the infrared sauna blanket from Bond Charge. Bond Charge is a holistic wellness brand with a huge range of evidence-based products to optimize your life in every way. Their sauna blanket works by using infrared light directly to the body rather than air which surrounds you like a traditional sauna. Just one session will help you to burn up to 600 calories a day, flush heavy metals and toxins from your body, and release good mood endorphins. That's all the benefits of a traditional sauna. Plus, it takes less than one minute to set up, it heats up quickly, and it's easy to clean and store away. It's truly a great addition to any wellness routine. To get a big discount on yours, go to bondcharge.com slash axe, that's A-X-E, and use the code axe to save 15%. Hey, Dr. Axe here. Listen, one of the greatest things you can do for your longevity, health, well-being, even your happiness is get short workouts in every few days. I think a lot of times we feel like we don't have enough time or energy to get a workout in, or maybe we have to be working out hours a day. Here's the truth. If you're doing the right type of working out, you sometimes only need to work out 15 minutes a few days a week. This is why I love Carol Bike. It can help you achieve a workout in just 15 minutes with AI personalized workouts tailored to your individual fitness needs. Listen to this. Research shows with Carol Bikes, you can increase your cardiovascular fitness by 12%, reduce your risk of type 2 diabetes by 62%, and lower your blood pressure by 5% in just eight weeks. This is an incredible at-home workout you can do with Carol Bike. Head over to carolbike.com and use the code Health Institute for $100 off your bike today to take your fitness to a new level. And I know you see it every day too, doc. I mean, I see it many times where a lady comes in and they always tell me like, what am I doing wrong? And they, yeah. they will say that all the time. Like, what am I doing wrong, doc? I'm, I'm like, yeah. your body's choosing paths right now. We have to find out what path it wants to go down. And yes. And that's, I think, like even with social media, I, I see all the stressors because everybody's like, I should be looking like this person. I yeah. should be looking like that person. Yeah. As good as it is, it also causes some of that detriment to the, to the oxytocin levels. Yeah. And with this, Doc, as, as you practice, you know, you're teaching you know, the individuals like, here, let's practice self-love with menopause. As, as they're making their journey through this, do you ever find, too, that infections or chronic infection states ever... I know they can be healed by fasting as well, 
Can you touch a bit on that, like chronic infections or what you see in hormones yeah. and infections as well? Yeah. Infections is a great one. So for starters, we have to remember that the body is designed to handle infections. It has its own internal pharmacy in there to be able to go after infections that come into the human body. But the problem, again, is we've got overstressed humans. Mm -hmm. uh, we've got women whose bodies don't feel safe. Mm -hmm. And so when we get see things like Lyme and EBV and, um, you know, even COVID, like when we see these infections go up, the mm. first thing is how do we create a safe environment for the body so it can handle those? And are there certain infections that we can and toxins we can remove so the body can actually do a better job with that? Mm. So it's again, we're back at safety. We can't, I mean, if we look at COVID, it was like how many people were stressed out, their immune systems were shut down and the body didn't feel safe. And then this virus came to town and, and took over the human existence because of this modern world we're living in. Mm. But when, when we go to fasting, this was like, this blew my mind in 2020. I had literally on the, when we shut down here in Silicon Valley, our County was one of the first places to go into quarantine. And I remember looking at the docs in my office and saying, you're going to handle our, our clinic patients. And I'm going to go teach the world how to uh, improve their immune system. And one of the studies I found was during that year was that when a cell is in a state of autophagy, viruses and bacteria, parasites even, they cannot replicate. So a cell has to, it has two different characteristics to it. One can be getting energy from glucose. A, a, like if your hemoglobin A1C is six or even higher than five, you probably have a cell that's saturated with glucose. Mm -hmm. So what that means is if a virus comes into that cell, you are giving it energy, you are giving it fuel, and it can start to replicate. If it come, if that same virus hits a cell that's in a state of autophagy, this is proven through research, it can't replicate. There's no glucose for it to replicate. It shuts down. So the greatest thing we could have done through COVID is all of us start to get ourselves in and out of autophagy. When I got COVID, I fasted. I was through it in five days. It was a no-brainer. Wasn't I? It was incredible to watch what my body was able to do when I put it in this healing state that didn't allow viruses to replicate. And I don't care if you have EBV, Lyme, whatever. Like that's that's the healing state that shuts down infections. That to me, Doc, when we talk about like uh, COVID, it does make me think back that there were times when individuals during quarantine, some would do opposite ways. They would actually like, I'm going to eat more and they gained a lot more weight. And then they got sick. They were yes. usually, they're always sick. They were like, well, I have comfort food and in no way am I talking down on any of these individuals, right. but like, but you're right. Like some individuals, like they took the route, like I'm going to start fasting. I'll do some more juicing and such. And they're like, and, and their chronic infections, I noticed, I was like, well, you're not having much signals coming from that, you know, or like right. from what we're testing. So yeah. um, it doesn't give them a, a high place to replicate because I've always wondered about that doc, because we talk about autophagy, like I work with a lot of individuals. And I know you have two that do get some blood parasites and a lot of those things will go into certain cells and they just build themselves up. And so that's a great, that's a great answer to my thoughts is because if you do in a good way, clean up and fast, then you don't give them the, the playground to actually right. build more and get stronger. Okay. This that's is right. great doc. Yeah. Um, man, I could talk to you for a long time. Okay. So when we have this, you know, we got this, the emotional side, we have this infection side. 
And now we have like the structural side. You're talking about chiropractic care. I was going to say with fasting, can fasting, and I hope I'm not jumping all over the place. Please stop me if I am. I'm following you. Can fasting with with ovaries and with the uterus and with the reproductive area, can it cause like chronic back pain and chronic low back pain and of that sort? Oh, so this was so fascinating when I first started doing what I call a fast training week. So we started to see this enthusiasm for fasting on our YouTube, my YouTube channel. And I was like, okay, how do I play with these principles? Because there's a lot of different ways to go after um, fasting. And so we started doing fast training weeks where we would take five days every month as a community across the world, and we'd practice different fasts. One of those fasts was a three-day water fast. And in the three-day water fast, you are actually getting stem cells that are being released into the system. And I saw a pattern in women, and especially women that have had children. They Mm -hmm. all started getting low back pain. They started getting pelvic pain. And I, and I don't have any proof that this was going on, but it was very characteristic of women that have had children. My thought is there's scar tissue in there. There's scar tissue in the pelvis, there's scar tissue in the low back. And so what the body did is it took those stem cells and it went to that area to heal that scar tissue. Oh man. And that doc, that, that makes so much sense because, uh, at times like, you know, in acupuncture and inside in Chinese medicine, you know, it's like, I'll check individuals and things seem to be clear, but you can use like microcurrent and, and you can use different stem units to actually find and locate scar tissue. And we, we're not aware of where all the scar tissue we has don't grown. Know, right. And so that could cause like an a- aggravation to the nerves and to yeah. the alignment of the body. Yeah. So healing, healing the scar tissue or healing the organs can actually help heal the structure of the body as well. Yeah, Absolutely. And then the other thing I want to point out is we have to remember that something as simple as as a chiropractic adjustment, and I mean, simple, I give it incredible respect, is a form of detox. You are actually improving cerebral spinal fluid. So when somebody's in fasting, they're they're pushing out old cells very, very quickly. So what I used to do in my clinic is have when people were in a three-day water fast, come in, get adjusted during that whole experience so we can move these tired old cells out of you much quicker. Uh-huh. And it also kept all those pathways open because the muscles weren't shutting down on, on lymph tissue. So it, it became this beautiful marriage of self-healing that was incredible to watch. I like it the way you talked about it, Doc, how it's like you could have muscle, muscle or even fats crowd lymph. And I think many people forget that. Like literally there is a structure to the body, the mechanics, like you have a tube that's flowing, something can compress it and not let it flow through. With that doc, what with diet though, and I know that it's a very important subject to many men and women out there. Is there, I know everybody's different. I always say that because I just know that people out there, they don't want to eat keto or they don't want to eat paleo, but do you find like one particular helps with fasting or many of them? Uh, How do you approach that? Yeah, there's three major diet changes that everybody, men and women need to make with fasting. So the first is your oils. And I, and I, I'm sure you've, you've chatted about that here. And I hope everybody knows that there there's good oils and bad oils. The bad oils are are inflammatory. They're going to make your metabolic switch from being a sugar burner over into a fat burner into that fasted state. It's going to make it really difficult. So in Fast Like a Girl, I have what I call a pre-reset of like, this is how you prepare yourself for, for fasting. And the number one thing is change your oils. Make sure you're doing good, not bad. Mm-hmm. The, the second one is, and it's really interesting because I feel like we got so obsessed with the ketogenic movement 
um, in this low carb movement. But I think the reason that the ketogenic diet works so well is because all we did in that diet is take out refined carbohydrates. So I like to look at it like let's switch from uh, man-made carbs to nature's carbs. Just mm -hmm. get off the refined and get in. You can do potatoes. You can do fruits. Like we don't want to fear fruit. Um, a lot of vegetables. Nature's carbs are always going to be your best, mm -hmm. uh, best carb uh, choice. And then the third one is one that really shocked me when we started fasting. People, when when one of the most common questions I got early on was, can I have Diet Coke? Can I have Crystal Light in my fasted <laughs> yeah. state? And my brain was like, are you serious? Like, that's a toxin. You're trying to detox yourself. And mm -hmm. so the third one came about because I wanted people to know that any toxin, NutraSweet, you know, some of the some of the toxins that Splenda, things like that, the then um, the preservatives that are out there, and all the keto foods that are emerging right now, a lot of them have these toxins in there. We got to get rid of toxins and in, in, from your diet. And if you do those three things, fasting gets much easier. Oh, and I think it's such a great point, Docs, because. You know, with fasting and with changing your diet, it's also like I find that individuals can, with a new diet plan, that they can create such a fearful state when you tell them like, please, you need to get off dairy for your body. Like this is yeah. not going to be good for you. And they almost go into fight or flight about it. They're like, oh, yeah. no, 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 no. I No, doc, anything else, but no ca but caffeine. And I, I mean, but don't tell, tell me to get off that. But I think that... Um, retraining, like you say, the, working with self-love, like, no, this is actually going to turn over yeah. and make you feel better about yourself. And I think it's so great about your education. It's because like, mm -hmm. I saw um, a really good post you did about coffee and like about the components of coffee or, you know, something that you add in every day. And I've even seen you do stuff about enemas, which I wanted to uh, talk about in just a second. Cause if I don't talk about enemas, Courtney will be mad. <laughs> so we, <laughs> she will. Okay. We so we about these things like Everything in nature, like I'm saying, it has a good use for it. I mean, if it's natural. So I hope this is like we go into the diet. I've seen people do really well with coffee enema. So you have this fasting. What, you know, if somebody's like, well, I'm not willing to change some of my diet, but can we use coffee enemas as well, like during this time to help cleanse out the body? So one of the very first patients I had that was really into coffee enemas, like totally blew my mind because, she, you know, she was one of, uh, and this was when I first started doing a lot of virtual work. She lived in the Midwest and I'm in California and she was on a, on a ranch and like a farm and um, beautiful woman. Anyhow, she, when I detoxed her, I was shocked at how few symptoms she had. And anybody who's done detoxing knows like there's going to be some bumps. It's part of the detox process. So I, I, one day I went to her and I was like, tell me what you're doing because I'm pushing detox so hard with you right now. And either you're a superhuman and you, you're just totally checked out of your body's cues or you're doing something profound. And what she was doing was coffee enemas. And she was actually doing them daily throughout when we were detoxing her body. So put her into a body phase, was pushing toxins out of the body. So she was opening the liver up. She was getting that common bile duct able to dump into her, uh, into the small intestine and get it out. She was having daily bowel movements. So it became this tool to move toxins through her, not get, not have them get stuck. 
So when people are like, I'm constipated, I'm bloated, I have brain fog, I have rashes, I'm fatigued, while they're detoxing, what they don't realize is there's a stagnation, most likely in the liver, going in, trying to dump through this thin little straw of the common bile duct into the gastrointestinal system. So coffee enemas open that common bile duct up. They That caffeine will dilate all that so you can actually let the get the liver doing its job effectively and not staying stagnant. That's great because, you know, because there's that individual say, well, I can't do coffee. And it's like, no, I think it would have a totally different effect on you. Not when you're taking it early into your liver, you're just actually getting the dilation within the colon and within this area to like yeah. actually flush you out. Yeah. And I, I mean, I remember a patient that came in and, um, you know, I'll do some of my acupuncture, you know, points and I'll do some of the pulse points and things. And I check. And a couple of times, like I've had a patient come in, this is just recently too. And I was checking and I mean, everything was really clear. And I was like, what have you been doing? Like, and I, and, and she goes, oh, my mom got me on coffee enemas. Yeah. And I've been doing one every day. And I was like, well, what are, what you're doing? Cause I've heard about coffee enemas, but I was like, keep doing it. You know, yeah. like that's how my thought. So it's, it's one of those uh, processes like Courtney was talking about it too. And she's not shy about it. It's just like, you know, you have individuals that have all these hormonal imbalances and they're starting to notice that their hormones start to shift because they can detoxify so well. So yeah. Doug, that's yeah. great. How about, yeah. um, there's, it's the big craze and I'm not saying it's a craze cause it's bad. I'm just saying, how about castor oil packs? What about that? Like mm -hmm. helping that with fasting? Yeah. The castor oil packs really interesting because castor oil can really dilate. So just like the caffeine dilates. Mm -hmm. So I, if somebody is like, looks at me and is like, I don't know about coffee enemas, that might not be my jam. Um, then we usually start with a castor oil, but I'll, I'll tell you where I've, I've used it beyond just the liver. Mm -hmm. Um, and at night it's a beautiful trick to put over your liver for, so that you can help detox, but I've done it over, like, it's really common for women to get very bloated post ovulation mm -hmm. because their body can't clear all that estrogen. So I'll have them at night, take the castor oil pack and put it over their belly. Or if right before their period, they're getting like a lot of pain down in their, their like ovary area, I'll have them use the castor oil pack there to open everything up and get things moving. So you can use it in a lot of different areas because it dilates. We've even done post-infrared sauna. Go into the sauna, clear everything out of those cells, open up some pathways, and then just take some castor oil and rub it over the, the, the problem areas. Maybe it's your ileocecal valve. Maybe it's mm -hmm. the common duct, bile duct. Maybe it's the ovaries. Just rub a little bit of castor oil pack, and now it'll penetrate the cells and open everything up. It's congestion of all of this stuff that makes us sick. So we got to get it moving and mobilizing out of us. Oh, I, I love this stock because when you talk about like putting the castor oil on certain areas to help it mobilize, I see a lot of times where like a patient will come in and, you know, when we're talking about like hormonal imbalance, they'll ask you and ask me, they'll be like, Hey, can, can the knees be sore? Can let you know to go through it. And I, and I always go back to acupuncture. Like you said, if you rub the castor oil or if you're using a coffee enema, I was like, anytime the like meridians or acupuncture points are congested, everything along that line will also get injured. So I just want people out there to know like when Doc here is talking about like detoxification, you're affecting wires of electricity that go through the rest mm -hmm. of the body. And you could have neck pain from it, from the, they call it the triple warmer. You could have knee pain, you could have ankle pain. So we're seeing that with fasting and reset that you can help change even the electrical body, which is yeah. to me, one of the most fascinating things. And all these things that you're mentioning is helping hormone balance and bringing people back in.
I, lo- I love the way you say that the electrical system of the body, because in the most simple way I can explain what fasting does, it just gives your body a rest. And in that rest, you are going to be blown away with what your body's capable of doing. Mm-hmm. And we have never given the body that much credit. And so we constantly, when symptoms show up, even in the natural world, we need to supplement it. We need to do something about it. But really, when you're fasting, what you're doing is you're honoring that wisdom. Oh. And you're saying, reset yourself, do what I don't even know needs to be done because you're more intelligent. You're, you have more wisdom than I do and all the doctors that I work with do. Oh. That's what the message you're giving your body when you go into that fasted state. Uh, and uh, I'm, I want to say this, like you guys read, if you already have already read Doc's books and, and her post, one of the things I really appreciate about it is how you talk about listening to your body. And one of uh, a few of them have talked about resetting just the nervous system, like resting the digestive system to the point where all the vagal nerve stimulation, like when you rest your stomach, you talked about like, oh, you can rest this, but it also retrains that vagus nerve because you put a lot of injury into your stomach. We do. We all do. I mean, I, I always joke around about this doc. I ate fudge rounds when I was a kid. I drank Coca-Cola. I ate all the sugars. I said, but it was training my stomach and sending bad signals back to my vagus nerve that gave me hypersensitivity and anxiety. Can you touch a bit about that vagus nerve yeah. and how it can help with, you know, calming you down and such? Yeah. You know, this is a, I'm, I'm working on a, my next book is going to be around the female brain after 40 and what happens as we lose our, what I call our neurochemical armor as our hormones and our neurotransmitters shift. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I think is not being discussed enough is that we have this balance that's supposed to happen with the nervous system. You're supposed to go into stress and then you're supposed to relax, but that's not happening. And (laughs) we know from the, from the polyvagal theory that a lot of us are moving into this freeze nervous system. And in the freeze nervous system, when we've had too much sympathetic uh, expression, too much demand on the sympathetic nervous system, it shuts down and it freezes. And what we do is we start to withdraw. We start to move into addictions and numb ourselves with food and alcohol. And we can even numb ourselves with all, you know, all the proper health habits. Like we try to go after our body in a different way when we're Mm -hmm. in that freeze mode. So what we've got to do is go come back and give the body more rest. And it's hard because when the nervous system has been so on demand, I can tell you, I call it in uh, the menopause reset, I call it the rushing woman. When the rushing woman has been working 24 seven and now you tell her to relax, it's very, very difficult. Mm -hmm. But we can use something like fasting to be able to raise ketones. And when ketones come up, GABA goes up. So believe it or not, there's a moment in the fasted state that you start to access the parasympathetic nervous system and prime it and reinvigorate it. And that all happens through the vagus nerve. It stimulates that vagus nerve. And so this is another reason. I mean, I, 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 it, I, there's so many reasons to fast, but this is another great reason because you prime that system. I love this doc, because it's like change your habits for a healthy habit and you can change your emotions. 
That's why like it is habit training and in lots of aspects. And I think like one thing I really appreciate about you, Doc, is that we talk about training that part of our nervous system. Um, one of the biggest things we know, like in Chinese medicine, it says if the heart or the pericardium, the, the protective qualities of the heart are ever scared, if they're mm-hmm. fear, you will always feel lost because you lose joy and you lose direction. Yeah. So if you overstimulate through you know, the diet and, you know, you have these things. What most people come to me and say, is like, I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what's happening in my life. And so I'm like, that will make you lose joy, self-love. Yeah. You're not going to have a very good outlook look in life uh, in this manner. And so what I love about it is like, you can train your habits. You could take relief in your body by reset and fasting, doc. And yeah. I mean, this, I know Courtney wanted to be here and, and Dr. Axe gives him, gives you his best. And oh, I think like this to me, I, I, you know, I'm always sensitive about your time and such, but everybody out there, I, I really want you guys to research what Dr. Pels has to say. Doc, I really want to say thank you so much for coming on oh, and talking with me and you. such. And is there any last things you want to say or anything like that? I don't want to cut short. I would just want to, I'm very sensitive about your time yeah. and where you have to be and such, but what's going on? You're anything so else you want to talk about? Yeah, no, I mean, thank you, Dr. Motley. Like, I really, I, I, it's such a joy to have this conversation with somebody who gets the, the information I'm talking about. You know, I feel like so many of us in the natural healthcare movement have been saying what I'm saying. I, this yeah. is not unique. But what's really cool is the world's finally listening. And I don't know what shifted. I don't know if it was the fear that happened to all of us during the pandemic, but I see people coming back home to their bodies and they want to understand their body at a deeper level. So the first thing that I mean, maybe the last thing that I would say is just don't give up on yourself. You just because you may be living in a body that doesn't feel like a miracle It was designed to be a miracle. And the more you learn principles like fasting and enemas and how to how to eat good quality food and all the things you all are teaching here on 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 your podcast, the more you will discover that miracle. And and the modern world and our and our conventional healthcare system was set up to disconnect you from Mm -hmm. that miracle. And it's time for us to reconnect ourselves so that we can be our own heroes. We can heal ourselves and we can truly understand how, what a blessing it is to live in a human body. Oh, doc. I mean, kudos to you guys. You heard it from her and doc, uh, that was beautiful. Um, Where can they find you? I know that many people know who you are, but can you tell them where to find you and online and meet social media? Yeah, thank you. Uh, well, my YouTube channel is really my passion project. In fact, we just committed to doing five new videos um, every week. So please, please go and subscribe there. My books are on uh, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, everywhere the books are st- are sold. And yeah, if you forget all of that, you know, you can go to my website. I have a great podcast where I bring on some great thought leaders as well. So you can find everything on my po- on my website. Oh, Doc, thank you so much. Uh, We all give you our love. Thank you so much for joining us. Everybody, please follow her. Please check her out. Look at her information if you have hormonal issues, just overall with reset and fasting. Uh, From all of us here at the Ancient Health Podcast, we want to say thank you so much, Doc, for joining us. And if you guys like uh, the podcast, just, you know, like and subscribe and drop us a comment uh, if you liked this episode. Again, Doc, thanks so much. And until next time, see everybody. Hey, Dr. Axe here. I want to say thank you so much for listening today. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to like and subscribe the show so you don't miss a thing. Also, if you're in search of more natural health content, you can follow us at 
Health Institute on Instagram or subscribe to our newsletter using the link in the show notes below. Hey, thanks a lot and have a blessed week.